Hello and welcome to Ready and Newman's daily podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready and Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Hi, this is Rahul Reddy. Today is April 1st, 2021. The time is about 11.30 a.m. Ready in PC. Let's conduct Zoom conferences every single day, working day. For those people who want to ask any questions, you can um, raise your hand. You'll be announced with your name to ask the question. Rajesh? Yeah. Uh, yes, Rajesh. Yeah. Rajesh, go ahead. Uh, thanks, Rahul. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, currently I'm in India and I'm working remote from here. Uh, I'm, I'm on US payroll. So I, I just want to know how many months I can stay in India. I have a like valid visa till September 2022. How many months you've so, been there? How many months you're planning to be there? I, I already been here like five months. So you're staying too long. You're staying too long of a time. The reason is that when you're coming back though, US customs and border protection may doubt whether you have a job in USA or you have a job in India. <laughs> If it can be done rem- remotely, completely, why do you need a H-1B? You don't need any work permit. You have given work permit to work in United States. So five months is long of a time. You should try to come as soon as possible mm-hmm. to United States. And then you may okay. say, hey, jobs are, uh, but jobs my, are remote. If they, if they are remote, well, then why do you need H-1B? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got that. So um, uh, in case of my employer side, they're okay for me to work. Still, we, are, more, we already know that your but, yeah, is okay. As you said, like, yeah. Yeah, if it's more than more than five months, you're definitely mm-hmm. risking yourself entering in it, into the United States. We had some people, especially coming from Chicago airport, that got into trouble because of this reason. Let's go to the next. So I want you to come as soon as possible. Next caller, please. Rohit. Hi, hi Rohit. Uh, this is Rohit. Uh, actually, mm-hmm. my, uh, my H1 cab this year has been so i have a weird situation here my client has already applied for me and the petition with my client did not pick and uh the my employer did not apply and i have another consulting firm which applied for me so can i go ahead and uh submit my documentation with the client one problem we are noticing with these companies though that are filing h1bs um is that they mostly are ending up to be fraudulent companies. The USCIS is approving the H-1Bs previously, at least under the old administration though, so that they can come and revoke later on and put them in jail. Of course, what these people are doing, they're smart too. They're operating from India or they're escaping to India. Okay. So I, I don't know if you can trust these companies that file for the duplicate um, without any job, they filed it. They, they, they are advertising. I've saw in Suleika advertising. Hey, come over. It's free. We will file it to you. You don't need to have a job. I mean, I don't know how that works out though. So I what, mean, what's happening is, what's happening is that 
it's ten dollars. They're going to invest ten dollars on it, and they will mm-hmm. try to see if they can make money on you. And if the things work out good, that works out good. If the things don't work out good, you are screwed up. They are in India, so okay. I don't know. It's it's my it's you may want to consult and want to check about their history before you have their application filed by okay. you by them. Okay, I don't trust I'm, them. So, Believe me, at okay. least um, last year, Kota uh, though I think it's about. Uh, the people that I spoke with, I've listed out all the companies' names. About 19 companies were being criminally prosecuted. That got consultations to people like you. Hey, I got screwed up. What do I do? So, okay, okay, yeah. So, so if I just like you know just apply with my client because right now I'm contracting with my client, and uh, if the company like you know uh, whatever the company have got my application picked. So, if can my company apply uh, for the contracting position because client already applied for a full time position? So the client did not get picked up. Your employer did not mm-hmm. apply because client applied. Some fraudulent mm-hmm. company applied for your H one B. So, what is your question now? So, I mean, uh, if the company is trustworthy, uh, can I just go ahead and apply with my same job, like you know, with my current client? Uh, well, I doubt if it's trustworthy, but uh, I, I, they never had a job at the time when they filed the H one B. So, I don't know if it's how trustworthy they are. On the recorded line, I don't want to be backing you on that. Next person, please. Okay. At Ramesh. least three to five thousand people get screwed up because of this. Hi, Ramesh. Ramesh. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, go yeah, ahead. I have filed a um, uh, AYS in October month uh, through uh, EB1C, and uh, so mm-hmm. still I didn't get uh, EID or fingerprinting. So my question is right: like uh, in July uh, 2021, my um, passport is getting expired. Uh, so how long I can wait to get the uh, fingerprinting? Like uh, I can go now, or like uh, I can wait up to like after one month or two months. Uh, there are confusion. You have the fingerprints invi- invitation. You already got. No, it, no, no. I, I, I did not get fingerprinting invitation. When is your L one expiring? L one expiring uh, this year, uh, December twenty twenty one. So, what is the That's link a... with the pass? What What is the link with the passport? My passport is expiring uh, July twenty twenty one. That is three months from now. Yeah, three months from now. When is your driving license expiring? uh driving license like i renewed the driving license like it it expired and i uh, renewed the driving license when a, you did not answer my question sorry december 2021 thank you so right now if you get a, if you get the biometrics though you can use a driving license and go for the biometrics okay you can thank extend you. you can ex, you can extend the passport by showing them the l1 approval right now okay okay thank you do, do you have any other question. questions Okay, yeah, thank nothing, you. Thank you. Yeah. Next person, please. Bal Sandeep. Bal Sandeep, you have to unmute yourself. Now you muted, unmuted, and muted yourself again. Bal Sandeep. Yeah, I think I'm good now. Go ahead. Yes. Yeah. So I'm in H4 EAD right now. So I'm working in two companies, company A and B. So from my company A, I'm working through a consultancy. They filed a change of status to H1, and that is approved this morning. So do I have to stop working on company B immediately, or I have to wait until the notice. So you are in H4EAD. You were you on H1B before? Because you got yes, H1B right now. 
Yeah, yeah. If you if you get the H one B approval right now, you are supposed to you, 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 with the company A, you should stop working though. Okay, and I have to wait until my I ninety four gets in, sir. I have to stop working immediately. What do you mean I ninety four? What? Okay, no. As I I mean, as I said, this morning it is approved in you know case state. Like yeah, just... by the time by the time you get the H one B approval, you should stop working with previous another company that doesn't have the H one B. Okay, so right now immediately I have to stop it. That's what you're right, saying. Right, right. But but I, you have a method where if you want to work for both the companies, you can work for the, both the companies too. When is your H four validity ending? Uh, I have one more month actually. Okay, I see. I see. I see what you're. I, that's to why do I moved here. to change of status actually. Uh, yes, smart guy, <laughs> smart guy. Uh, well, the one thing is one thing if you don't want to interrupt though, there are ways where you can change. H1 to H4, H4 to H1 within one hour. Oh. Within one hour. And you don't need a lawyer. All you need to do is go to Mexico, come back and H4. Okay. Go to uh, Mexico again, come back and H1B. You can do so if you want to. That's one step. If you want to keep both the jobs, you can do that. Okay. The other step is that you can have the company file a a, a, a concurrently filed H1B. Okay. Sure. You see my point? That's the second step. Now you may be asking question. Uh-uh. If I go to Mexico and come back, what will happen to you already filed your H4 plus EAD extension, didn't you? I filed H4 only, not EAD because I know it won't work right now with the Why not? Standard. Why not? I mean, when I Why say not? it won't work, I won't get immediately. Uh, I was confident. I know, but, that my H4. but did you, but did you apply for EAD or you did not? I, I didn't apply for EAD. Oh, come on. You should apply. You should still apply for EAD right now. I mean, you should still apply for H4 plus EAD. Ah, it's confusing. You should apply for EAD. When you apply for H4, no. why not EAD? I mean, uh, like, to be honest, we applied both. Uh, so there was an issue and they sent me the back, you know, the application. Ah, so then I, I thought, point. why should I apply EAD again? That's where I applied only H4. Just okay. Sure. I got the point. But I should, I want you to still apply for uh, Maybe you should apply for H4 plus EAD again. Because H4 has more flexibility than H1B though. Okay. Right. Right. Okay then. Let's go to okay. the next Thank caller. You. Next person, please. Gayatri, are you there? Yes, Rahul. Satish. Uh, hi, uh, Rahul. Thank you very much for commenting this. So I got my EAD after uh, downgrading to EB3 in October mm-hmm. and uh, my 140, my 140 is still pending. So I'm planning mm-hmm. to apply for premium. You sure? So. Yeah, so once after six months from applying 485, I was actually planning on forming my own LLC to be a self-employed and continue to do the same job that I'm doing now. So is that okay? So you want to file a 485J supplement with your own company? Is that possible? That was my next question. So is it possible Um, to file a 485J with my own company? First of all, I want you to get the I-140 approved before you do anything. Yes. Second thing, I want you to let... Second thing is that you pass the 180 days. The third thing is that instead of you, uh, is your wife... Are you married? Yes, I'm married and she is also on EAD now. I mean, with well, with my EAD, right, we we have we have done the 485J supplement where the wife signed the 485J supplement. We have done it though, but 
we have been quizzed very much by the USCIS officer. We have been successful in a couple of times though. But every time we got a hurdle, we have to go through hula hoops to get the things done. So that means it's good money for us. I mean, I've been successful for them, but it's been good money for us. Mm-hmm. So if you can avoid that, you will be in a much better situation than compared to having your wife sign for your application. So it's better to get find some other employer who can be my employer and then uh, file my instead of me That's, doing it for myself. Instead of your wife doing it for you. Now, oh, God, if, God. yeah. So if, if you can still. I mean, there are situations where people end up into. I don't have any job. Only my wife can give me the job. And you need to have the 485 just supplement. Otherwise, your 485 will be denied. Yeah. Those yeah. are extreme scenarios where I would use a 485J supplement for you. But otherwise, I'll try to find a company to give a job to me, which we know that the end client might be very cooperative in your case. Okay. Yes. 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 And I have one more question. So is it better to stick to the EAD or should I in parallel have H1B as well? I know if the I-140 is approved, if the adjustment, if the, if it's more than 180 days, you want to maintain the H1B. The only purpose why people do it is to make immigration lawyers rich and otherwise there is no purpose for it. That's the way, that is my personal opinion. So as long as we are careful, 485 would still be as good said, and won't be That denied. is my personal opinion is the only reason. I mean, there are two reasons. One, the kid is, teenage guys where they don't want to get married to the adjustment of status because of the kids issues uh, of getting over 21. The, the other reason and the main reason is only one thing to make immigration law rich. I mean, if you're flying from New York to, uh, it doesn't make any sense, guys. I, I mean, there is 1,000 scenarios one time it may be helpful. Guess what? Out of the 1,000 scenarios, 100 times it's more harmful. Forget about the money to the lawyer. It still is harmful to maintain yeah. the H1B. Recently, one of the uh, one of the guy got an FDNS visit, and they're writing all negative report on the FDNS report. That couldn't have happened wow. had that guy listened to me and let the H1B go. Money for us. Yeah. So that's my personal opinion. It's up to you guys. I see a lot of the internet sure. buzzing. Don't let H1B go. A lot of lawyers are selling not the H1B lawyers go. Yeah. yeah. They want to make money. Why not? Next person, please. Sure, sir. Thank you very much, sir. Manish. Uh, hello, Rahul Garu. Uh, uh, currently, uh, I'm on STEM OPT uh, with a full-time mm-hmm. employer. And uh, mm-hmm. my, my H-1B got picked recently. So mm-hmm. uh, now before filing my LCA and submitting my petition to USCIS, me and my mm-hmm. employer, we both are planning to change my title to a more specialized one. I mean, uh, the one which is not given in my initial offer letter. Uh, yeah. and also put, and also potentially add some more job duties to make it more skillful. So can Absolutely. I do that now? After I, but, but my lot, okay. Will I be not be subjected to material changes because my lottery is already picked? What material changes are we speaking about? I mean, before when when my H one B, my employer submitted my uh, details to H one B for registration. Look, 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 look. When you are hired, you have been hired as a OPT. Optional practical training, STEM yes. extension. You are supposed to move up when okay. you are supposed to move up. You are not going to be at the entry level forever in your life. 
there will be a time where you have to move up and now they are telling in the h1b they are going to move up absolutely that's perfectly uh, you are going in the perfect path yeah did it happen at this interim period of time yeah nothing wrong with it i mean the actually they are not moving it to higher level same level only but just the title will be changed so whatever you call whatever okay. if you move to higher level i'm fine okay it's fine nothing wrong with it okay and now that the change my title do i have to report to my school dso in my i983 form so that are they moving in... right now are they moving with october 1st start date uh that yeah. i will have to check with my employer if you are moving it most probably they are going to update you from october 1st not right now you may be in a different position from october 1st it's going to be a permanent position long term position will be different so then you don't have to report it okay and last question is uh, i have around like 1.5 year experience in the same domain uh, technically i should fall under level 2 wage level but my employer i don't think you he... you may have 100 years of experience i only need 6 months experience though you're not going to be paid with what you are you're going to be paid with what my position requires it's a wrong assumption that people should pay you based on your experience people should pay you based on what the position requires not what you have next person please thank you sir saurabh hey uh, thanks uh, thanks for allowing me to ask my question so uh, uh, rahul i have uh, my l1a expiring uh, uh, it's not maxing out expiring in october uh, this year it is maxing mm-hmm. out next year in april um mm-hmm. so it's uh, we are in 180 days uh, starting tomorrow right so we are planning to go for a renewal uh, i asked my immigration lawyer um, in the company to file for a premium processing because i'm worried that you know my my wife's l2 and ead will take a lot of time so he said that if you go for premium processing you know you would definitely get an rfe that's for that's for certain so i mean i i don't i'm i'm i i mean i don't have issues with that but i i mean in in one of your uh, conversations you mentioned that you know it's it's not really the case so i just wanted to know your thoughts on that that still stands the same though you're going to typically l1a's tends to get lot more rfps than h1b's h4s l2s for sure um they tend to get lot more rfps for sure for sure that the percentage is very high now if it is expiring in october if they issue an rfe if you get a denial you know what you can do you can file it again is it right you can yeah. file it again but if you wait in the normal processing and your l1a extension gets denied on october 15th guess what you have to leave the country yeah So for yeah. all reasons filing in premium processing is much beneficial for you L2 EAD that's one one reason you need to but also in general if you get the denial you get one more chance Yeah and to be honest I've dealt with several of those RFPs in the past and you know they have well, RFPs and right right you 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 know beggars can't be choosers you don't have much option here you can discuss whatever you want in the zoom but when you go to the company they control it there is no option for you there Yeah I agree. Just one quick question now. Uh, the uh, I have also my pending I140 and and adjustment of status application that I uh, put on October last year. I140 is an amendment for successor of interest. 
my my question is if i get the ead um uh, you know and get the i140 approval hopefully in the next uh, couple of months so would it make sense to just move over uh, to the adjustment of status process with the ead and then forego all these uh, l1 renewals and all of that uh what are the results of the other people's successor of interest of the i140 was there any problem with them because successor of interest is fairly simple it's either yes or no i mean if it's approved for another guy most probably it will be approved for you too now successor of interest for the eb1c is quite different than eb2 and eb3 yeah it's eb1c i know but what about other friends of yours are with the same company how was the results of the success of interest they, they have only recently filed all of them so in back in july last year that's when the cutover has happened from the old company to the new company the new company has been in business for more than one year uh, but the cutover in a sense that everyone was moved from the old entity to the new entity was there any was there any l1 applications filed no. after this new company came into picture and got approved no they they filed the blanket uh, on on their side but they did not do any l l amendments when they moved uh, people no did the blanket l1a got approved yes 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 that so the blanket l1a after the company change has occurred got approved yes yes okay that that shows that everything is going normally in a good fashion there yes. i would yeah yeah i would probably move on to ead though it's relatively safe not 100% it's relatively safe i would move on to ead but i would still wait until you file the extension you file the extension of l1 and you you have 240 days you know the rule yeah. um and if, and if by any chance l1a gets denied l1 gets denied you have the eb1 then you can rely on that got it thank you so much and then in the interim period though i will have my if your wife has an ead i will have her work on it there are even though she's getting married to the adjustment of status there are ways to get her divorced from there and bring her back to l2 later on though so i would have her continue working on l2 i'm sorry uh, i for it for ead let's go to the next caller guys thank you tom hi rahul good morning good morning rahul uh this is about uh, my 140 my, my 140 is approved uh under council process can i use the same 140 to file for aos absolutely you can no problem if it's a council processing you can use it for adjustment of status but if it's a adjustment of status to convert into council processing oh it's a nightmare but for you not a problem you can use it Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Thanks, sir. Next, yeah. next person, please. Maku. Uh, hey, Rahul. Thanks a lot uh, for taking my call. So you said that uh, if if I want to file I for it five through X employer, uh, there has to be an active job offer, and it should be valid for six months. And I don't I don't really need to join the X employer. But in that case, uh, what are the action items for employer, client, and myself? Like uh, if. like in the like client can have job offer but yeah but they don't expect somebody to well, join so that works but you mean to say the employer does not expect the person to join correct correct so my old employer and then he's 
Moku, either there are certain things in a civilized world that is called diplomatic talking, though. And if you don't understand diplomatic talking, I can't help you. Okay. Okay. You need to learn those talkings. If you don't, I, I can't explain it. Right, right. I don't know if you're getting my idea or not. Yeah, yeah. But let me tell you one thing. If you believe in that there is no job offer, everything is fraudulent. Everything is fraudulent. You should not sign anything. If you truly believe there is no job offer, you should not go further. That's all I can tell you. But I, I can tell you that, that if you are not diplomatic, God save you. You should go to the Village life, you know, where I used to be running bullet carts. Okay. I got it. That makes sense. Thank you. Next person. Sorry to say that, but you need to, you need to, when you speak with these things, you need to be very diplomatic. Next person, please. Winnie. Hi, Rahul. Uh, Thank you for taking my call. Um, I have a question relating to EB1B. So I mm-hmm. um, got my I-140 approved in EB-2 category from employee A. Mm-hmm. Uh, it mm-hmm. was approved for more than six months. And now I moved mm-hmm. to employee B, employee, uh, mm-hmm. employer B. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, um, so I have a PhD. I've uh, written some articles. They've been cited, um, you know, about approximately 30 times. And other researchers have quoted and compared my research in relation to others. Uh, mm-hmm. And they found my research to be superior than others. So I have uh, also t- taken part in, um, you know, um, uh, organizations uh, which are uh, relating to my field. So so does this um, qualify for EB1B? And is the criteria different for EB1B compared to EB1A? Definitely. Is there a, dif- is there a difference? There's, right? a, there a, there's difference? a lot of difference between EB1A and EB1B. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some people who will not qualify <coughs> for EB1A, for example, especially if people don't have PhDs, mm-hmm. um, they normally don't qualify. Um, and the other thing is that what, what, what organization, what is your PhD in? Uh, in pharmaceutical sciences. And I work for are a you... pharmaceutical, as a researcher for a okay. pharmaceutical those company. Are, those, those are good good areas to file a EB1B. Um, I would rate that if without looking into your resume, without looking into anything, your mm-hmm. chance for EB1A based on what you just said mm-hmm. will be 10 to 15%. But when it comes to the EB1B though, I would rate almost like 80 to 90% though, or even maybe more. The only catch point in the EB1B for you will be that. Will your employer petition for you? Okay. They will. I think uh, there's a good confidence uh, that they will at some point, but I don't know when they will do that. Right. That's the catch point. If the employer, because EB1B cannot be signed by you, it can only be signed by the employer. So if you say signed, what do you mean? They have to petition for you? They have to petition for you. Okay. You can pay the money, but they have to petition for you. So okay. if they are going to petition for you, you will be, you have a great chance of getting the EB1 be approved without looking into the details though. But if you are going to go in EB1A, you have very, 
less chance of getting EB1A approved. Is there a citation requirement or anything for EB1B in your experience that you've seen? Uh, the, thir- the, the 30 sites that you, you can always go to Google Scholar and, and, and look at your name and then see uh, and found out, uh, you know, the Google Scholars, right? Yeah, I am on it right now. Yeah. 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 So, so it's, it's not like how many times you have written the articles. It's how many times you have been quoted in the other articles. Does it require that everybody who has quoted you have quoted you, praised you? No, it doesn't have to be. Even if they criticize you, that's still, it's worth. I mean, why don't yeah. they criticize my pharmaceutical work? <laughs> and, and also, they don't because you know, I'm not, I'm not worth. And some of the work which I did is currently being used by external softwares That's good. companies That's and good. they've been That's using good. it for patient. I care. think so. I think so. I think so. You should go for EB1B immediately. Uh, you, you should do it. You know, and the good part is that you have a premium processing. Get it, you know, get it educated. I'm pretty sure you, it'll be approved. And do you need the recommendation letters for this? There are a lot of different things you may need it. I don't want to go through all the nine yards okay. right now. Okay. Okay. I'll go to the next and last caller, guys. Uh, it's Thanks, about 12 o'clock right now. Next Hello. person, please. Vijay Kumar. Yes. Hey, Vijay. Hello. Hey, Rahul. Hey. Yes, Vijay. Hey, uh, I have that uh, one uh, issue with my da- daughter aging out. Right now, mm-hmm. she is uh, 20 plus. Uh, she's going mm-hmm. to be over December um, uh, 15th. Uh, okay. I got that uh, H4 also up to December 13, 2021 only. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, the problem is, okay, I applied for uh, EAD2. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, my priority for date is March. My priority date is March 1, uh, 2011, EB2. Okay. In that case, yeah. can I go for downgrade EB3 so that I can uh, freeze her age? Or what, what is your suggestion? You, know, you you should have a private consultation. Oh, I see. You should have a private consultation, okay? Because um, mm. it's very sensitive and, you know, things cannot be answered in one line, these things. Um, and what, no, my, my, so, my, my lawyer I checked, he is telling, yeah, you have to downgrade so that we can freeze at least one or two, one year, I think, he's telling. So right now I have checked the... I mean, there is nothing right now. There is uh-huh. there is nothing wrong in filing an I one forty I one forty right now. I downgrade. There is nothing wrong in it. File it as soon okay. as possible. Okay. If I downgrade, means then uh, how it will work? My EB two. I will. That I, will is, I will. That's. I would. I would want oh. you to have a private consultation. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. okay. Thank okay. you. Okay. Sorry about that. Thank and, you, guys. And, the next. And yeah, other one, ahead. okay, my, my uh, wife, H4 also, it is uh, extended up to December 13 only, based on my daughter's uh, date. But my H, H1 is up to uh, uh, what is called uh, January, sorry, June 20, uh, 2023. So I don't well, know why why they yeah, gave... You, uh, yeah, yeah, it's a mistake done by them. Um, what okay. I want you to do is that file a H4 plus CAD for her right now, sir. Don't wait. You can request them to correct it. But yeah, file one that's more. What, Don't wait. Okay. Don't so wait. can I can I call that? Okay, uh, USCIS and correct it for you my can wife and call. You can call it, but I want you to refile it, Vijay. Oh, refile. Okay, refile means again I have to pay everything. Okay, extension. Yes, sir. Right? Yeah, you don't want to take any chances. Okay. Oh, not correction. I cannot ask for correction. No, I did not said not to ask. I said do both, Vijay. Okay. Thank you.
do both because you don't want to wait for the correction and wait go until february and find out that they deny yeah. you know they did not correct it she'll be out of status now you're doing other experiments because um you don't want to rely on this eb2 because your daughter is getting married you don't want your wife to be out of h1b if you want to move to eb3 which is going to cause a problem so have a private consultation with you that will be in your best okay. interest okay yeah okay. Thank, thank thank you guys for coming in the next conference uh, zoom conference will be uh, uh on uh, uh, friday Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites, rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day.